Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My heart keeps giving a beat. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me. Let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music. Girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is and how it works? Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. My name is Dr. Elisa Holland, but people around the world call me Dr. Elise. I'm a mom, real estate agent, energy healer, international intuitive life coach, researcher, and radio personality. Through my 501c3 not-for-profit Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, which can be found at www.elisehealingcenter.com, I help people heal their emotional bodies and discover their life purpose through intuitive life coaching and flower essence. We did a clinical research study at our healing center and presented those results in Paris, France last year. You can also gain access to those results on our website. Just look for the research tab on our main website. Our spiritual healing and wellness center is dedicated to helping individuals realize their full potential through their body, mind, and spirit by providing spiritual education, guidance, healing, and transformation through various digital platforms. Each third Wednesday of every month, we have our regular show with special guests from around the world, or I present intuitive guidance and messages from the spirit and angels at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. If you have been following my life's work, then you know that my spiritual origin is of an angel. I communicate with all of the archangels and the divine spirit. As the spirit guide me, you may also notice some special or bonus shows on our upcoming schedule. So stay tuned. I have some spiritual messages that I will share with you at the end of our show today. Whether you're a regular listener, long-time listener, or you just found out about the Elise Intuition Radio Show, we are so glad that you are here with us. We are very excited to take some of your calls, and you can call into the show on 929-477-3973. Stay with us for the next hour as we have a special guest on the call. Today we have Lori Servicens the bestseller of An Unexpected Journey, One Woman's Well Tell, here to discuss with us how to use intuition in your creative works. Before we speak with Lori, let me just share a little bit about her with you. As a coach for professional women, Lori's specialty is the interpersonal side of business, a 20 
plus year veteran of big business. She knows that women have special challenges and environments that are often male designed and focused. These challenges often create suffering that women are blind to. She guides professional women to be more aligned with their own values and ways of leading. By reconnecting world, changing women to their innate intelligence and unlocking powerful communication, she guides her clients to increase their effectiveness. Lori's debut fiction novel was released in August of 2017 and is a bestseller on Amazon. The title is An Unexpected Journey, One Woman's Well Tell, and this book was a product of, you know, she and this book was a product of listening to her own intuition all along the way from beginning to end. She has volunteered with the Girls Rule Foundation, a leader in empowerment, leadership providing educational workshops and programs for girls ages 12 through 18. She has served as a volunteer on the board and in advisory board roles. Lori is also speaker. Lori is also a speaker and available to talk to women on subjects like tapping into your intuition, overcoming obstacles, taking inspired action. Lori also holds a master's degree in organizational communication and a bachelor's of science in interpersonal, intercultural communication, both from Arizona State University. Lori is a member of the International Coach Federation. We know it as the ICF and a new field certified coach, an ICF accredited coaching program. While she pursues coaching, writing, and speaking, she lives in the desert southwest with her husband, 11-year-old daughter, four cats, and lots of books, guys, and even more ideas. So let's welcome Lori Severson to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Hello, Lori. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I am just fine. How's the weather here in Arizona? Oh, it is outstanding. We're finally moving into what some people would call summer, but we call fall, so it's beautiful out. (laughs) I'm in Scottsdale this morning. I'm calling from Scottsdale here to speak with you, so the weather is pretty much the same, no significant differences. Yeah. So what role do you think intuition has played in your healing works? particularly in the birth of your book. Well, Dr. Elise, I have to tell you, this whole book process for me was an intuitive path, uh, something such that I'd never really experienced before in my professional career. As you mentioned, I worked a long time in the corporate world, and we often don't um, use intuition in the same way there because it it, uh, isn't as isn't a traditional way of making decisions or working. And so this process for me, I had been in Colorado with my mom for about two weeks. And at the time she had been diagnosed just earlier with terminal cancer. So as you can imagine, that was a tough two weeks, but I was there to help her um, take care of her. while my sister was gone who had been helping out with her husband to take care of her. And I came home and I had an overwhelming need to what I call purge my space. Uh, I just felt like things were crowding in on me and I had too much stuff. And so I had been reading books about how to do that. I'm kind of an organization junkie. It doesn't mean I do it all the time or well, but I I love to read that kind of stuff. And I had read this one particular book uh, by Marie Kondo about the magic of tidying, if you've never heard it or read it. And so what I did is I, I am surrounded by books everywhere I go <laughs> in my <laughs> office, particularly. I had two giant shelves and they were overflowing. I had books. I had filled other little cubbies and it was like, okay, it's time. I have to clean up my books. And if you're like me, if you're a reader, 
and you like books, uh, books are like your friends and it's hard to get rid of them. But I took every single book off my shelf. I gathered every book from my house, every little nook and cranny, brought them all together and went through them one by one and used her process to decide, does this book stay with me or is it time to let it go? And so I got rid of over 100 books. And in that process of letting go of these books, what I realized was, gosh, I am surprised that I actually know a lot of people that have written books, like not like I've been to an event or a conference and heard them speak and bought their book, but I actually know these people. They've written books. And that was kind of astounding to me. And it was more than one handful. It was probably about eight or nine people. And I thought to myself, and then I said out loud, I wonder why I haven't written a book. Like all these people I know, these are normal people. They've written books. I wonder why I haven't. And I kid you not, the next day in my email, I got an advertisement to a magazine that I get online, and it was just this big page of this guy who it helps you write your book. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of went, wait a minute, that's interesting, because i have just been through this very big process of clearing out books and asked this question literally out loud, which I don't normally do. <laughs> I do talk to myself once in a while, cause I, but I'm not crazy, I promise. But I had said that out loud, and then the next day, literally that next morning, about 8 o'clock, I opened my email. That was the first email on the top of my list, and here's this guy advertising a book retreat. And then I think, well, that's interesting. I go to the website. I check him out. Huh. And guess what? He's going to be in the town right next door to me, another suburb of the Phoenix area, and he's doing a free workshop in about two weeks. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Ended up, long story longer, I went to his workshop, and because I have never been a professional writer, in the experience that he provided in the workshop, I realized that I could write a lot in this kind of free-form, right-brain mode, creative space. And there were people in the workshop, all of them were writers or wannabe writers. I was kind of the odd duck. I was the only one who didn't have a lifelong dream to write a book. And I wrote in the highest category in this practice exercise. So I went up and I talked to him and ended up in one of his workshops. And I literally, so every step along that way, it was, I've got to clear some space in my life. I did that. In that process, I heard this, wonder why I haven't written a book. And then I got this email and then I listened and I went to the workshop and I went to his retreat and I birthed this book. So it was a very intuitive process for me and I listened which in my past days maybe when I was um, a little more in my kind of that left brain analytical rational space I might not have listened and not have followed through and would have said yeah that's crazy you can't write a book in a weekend retreat and not not followed it but I did that I followed it and I did write my book the first draft in a weekend which just sounds absolutely insane I would have not believed it myself until it happened to me. So that that's how it worked. Wow. So, uh, you know, your intuition talks to every individual differently. It just depends on what your relationship is to God, the spirit, and, you know, how mm-hmm. it talks to you. So I know you said that you got this message and all these things seem to line up. How did the spirit communicate this to you? Did you continue to get the messages through dreams or as you were writing, did you get more ideas or did you see numbers or how did that work? I think for me um, it probably works in a lot of different ways, but what I pay the most attention to is visual or um, ideas just come in and I allow them to come forward, I guess, or they, I listen. <laughs> I don't know how to actually say it, but so with that one, it was really this question just came out of me like, gosh, I wonder why I haven't written books. I just, I paid attention. There was a message and I paid attention to it. I don't know if that answers your question, but <clears throat> I, dreams aren't as prolific for me. I do dream. Um, I'm not a big dream analyzer. And probably if I were, I would get even more information, but for me, it's really setting aside the noise of everyday life and being able to pay attention. Um, sometimes I'll find myself in a circumstance, I'll, I'll tell a silly story, but I was in New York City, I was going to a wedding for a family member, and it was not that long, it was maybe six months after my mother had passed, and 
we were walking along this city street in New York, and of course we were lost and we were doubting ourselves. So we're stopping to check the map and check our phones and, okay, are we going the right way? <laughs> What's going on? And I, I'm standing there and I, this feeling kind of came over me and I was like, and I felt the need to turn around and I, I was almost touching the building behind me because, you know, if you've never been to New York City, the streets, the sidewalks are pretty narrow. And I turned around and I looked and it was, there was a number like directly behind my head and it was 323. Well, that was the address of my house growing up. Wow. And I just thought, well, that, that's interesting. And we picked that particular spot and I stood right in front of that number and I thought, oh my gosh, it kind of feels crazy, but I think my mom is with us. I don't know. I can't, you know. So <laughs> things like that happen to me all the time. Um, okay. And now I pay attention, whereas before I would just dismiss that as silly or goofy or whatever. So I think, I, I don't know how to explain it, honestly. No, you I don't did know if that an amazing job. <laughs> because everybody, you know, who comes in on the Elise Intuition radio show, we always try to get them to explain as much detail because, um, you know, your experience with intuition is different. And sometimes people are having issues or don't know what it is or what that intuition is. So what you have described is more than enough, and it will definitely help our audience. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So in your book, An Unexpected Journey, One Woman's Well Tell, how would you explain to someone the motivation of Lisa learning how to listen to her intuition? Well, I think with uh, Lisa, she had hopefully the experience of having less, less noise. I mean, uh, the book is set somewhere. I don't have a specific date, but somewhere probably in the eighties, she lived in Hawaii, a beautiful nature-based Island. And I'm hope, hoping at least in my mind's eye for her, she had less what I call noise, right? Mm-hmm. There, there wasn't mm-hmm. the internet. There wasn't constant. She wasn't working in a, a big crazy job and she was a native Islander. And so I think she may have had the opportunity to be raised with a little more connection to nature than a lot of us, but especially if we're living in urban areas. I know for me, I miss that a lot. She had that. Um, so, and I have a bias that native people maybe have a better, deeper, or a more cultivated connection, you know, mm-hmm. to, to nature and listening to something bigger, maybe um, a belief in spirit, a belief in God, whatever their particular version of that is. And I think with Lissa, while that may not have been obvious, I think that was a big piece of it. And, and that quiet, you know, she was also young when she met, I, I'm going to say it once, Henri, because that's how it came to me. As his name. I don't know why I have a French name for a whale, but typically I talk to it as Henry because it's just easier. <laughs> but just so you know, an insider tip that when it came to me, his name was Henri. Um, but with, with Henry, she was pretty young when she met him and she felt compelled to go investigate and be curious. And I think as adults, sometimes we lose that impetus to be curious and to take a risk because for, for her, not knowing that was a huge risk what she did. And I don't know if people haven't read the book, I don't want to give too much away, but you know, Mm -hmm. she, she found herself in a situation alone and she took that curious impulse that led her into meeting Henry. And so I think that kids have less noise. Now that may not be true today in the age of cell phones and smartphones and gaming consoles and all of that. But I think at the time, when I was growing up and with Lissa, I think there was more quiet. And so on her path, she also, I think, in, cultivated that quiet. Um, okay. She also had a, she, and I think she also had a lot of people telling her things. And in the end, you know, how she should do this or that or the other. And at the end of the day, for each of us, we have to find that internal voice and listen to that to know what, what do we need need to do? What, do, what is the right answer for me and in the situation that I'm in? And cultivating that quiet to be able to hear however that intuition or that voice appears for you. For some people, it's, it's in their ear. Some people, it's an idea. Like I just explained with mine, it's sometimes more visual 
or it's a question comes through me or an, uh, an inclination to check, well, wait a minute, I need to turn around, whatever it is. And I think for her, she was able to do that and at the end really listen to her own heart and that wisdom that she sought from what she called source. And really, I believe the source is in all of us. So that's how I look at it. I, I, that's, that's kind of what I can tell you about that. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fabulous because, you know, source is in all of us. We're we're all one. <laughs> hmm So why was it important to tell this story over several decades to capture the spiritual journey? I know you may have touched on that a little bit, but is there any further ideas you would like to share with us in regards to the spiritual journey of Lissa? Well, I love that you asked me that question because, you know, when you write the book yourself, um, I, I think traditional authors might write very differently than I did for this first book because I'm completely new to this process. And it was a very intuitive process for me, as I described. But I think, so I didn't pre-plan that it would be over decades. That's just how the, the book came forward. But I think that as I have grown older and can hopefully continue to do that, I have learned so much, right, that I didn't know when I was 20 or 30 or 40. And we have the opportunities to learn over time. And I think everyone is given those opportunities. And some people take them better than others, and some people maybe don't. And we've all met someone who maybe we knew in our past, and you go, oh, my gosh, they haven't changed. It's like nothing Mm -hmm. is different. There's been no input or no, no growth. They're the same amazing person that I knew when I was 20, and I'm so different. I don't know if you've had that experience, but I definitely have. So I think, oh, yes. I think, yeah, yeah, time really allows us to expand if we choose. And I do believe it is a choice. And so I think for Lissa, she, she grew and learned and became a much stronger woman as time went on. And I think that the decades really helped, helped her do that on her own, own path. Wow, you know, you can't, you know, and I don't want to give the book away either, but you can't help but to infer that her intuition played a huge role in that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, hold that thought. I would like to make sure that we have plenty of time to capture the rest of your ideas. We need to go to a break. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guests. Lori Severson, please stay tuned, and we will be right back. Here go the secrets on how to keep it real. Take some time alone so you can chill. It don't take a lot of time to know the deal. Must be ready to hear the truth. For loving you, for loving you. If you love you, you will get the same vibe. So go find your tribe. Love yourself instead of your pride. For the love of you. You are worth it, you are love, you are value. You, you, for the love of you.
We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Lori Severson. We are continuing the conversation about intuition and how it plays a role in, you know, creative works and everyday life. If you have any questions, then please call into the show on 929-477-3973. But before we continue, I want to make sure that everyone knows how to contact our special guest, Lori, could you give us your contact information for our listeners? You bet. Um, you can find me at my website, first of all, which is, I'll say it and then I'll spell it, lorieseverson.net, and it's Lori, L-O-R-I, Severson, S-E-V, that's a V as in Victor, E-R-S-O-N, dot net, N-E-T, so lorieseverson.net. And my email, which is the, one of the easiest ways to get a hold of me because I'm on it most days, Lori, same L-O-R-I dot Severson at live, L-I-V-E dot com. Um, those, are, those are the best ways to catch me, find me. And there's a contact page also on my website if you lose the email and you wanted to reach out. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much, Lori. So, yeah. you know, we are at a time in history where more women are taking on more responsibility in their communities, workplace, and on global initiatives. I mean, if you just turn on the news, oh, my gosh, all the things <laughs> that's going on, you know, that's a that's a topic for another radio show. But, you know, yeah. you have a phrase centered around your brand that says, when women suffer, the world suffers. Could you share with us what you mean by that? Yes, I'd be happy to. So when I, you know, I've been doing this work um, both inside corporations, the coaching piece particularly, and now I've been out on my own for 12 years. And I, about a year ago, I worked with a really amazing group uh, that helped me come back to the core of, who I am, what's important to me, and the work that I really want to do, and that's really around women and their leadership. And one of the core statements that came forward in the branding session, I spent a day with them, and we worked through kind of who I am and what am I up to, and this phrase came out that when when women suffer, you know, the world suffers. And for me, what that what really resonated about that is I believe that women are the core <clears throat> of society. We are leaders in our homes, in our communities, in our families, in our churches, it doesn't matter, in our business, in whatever endeavor we take on. And I think particularly in families, we tend to be the core of how things go. So if mom is having a good day, you know, the world's having a good day because we just, we touch everything, whether it's pets or the home or our children or our husbands or our partners or our spouse, whatever, whoever it is, our family, our sisters, our parents, the people we work with, the people we interact with, we just have a presence about us that is centered in the world and affects the world. And when that presence off or we're suffering because we are, you know, some comparison beast that I don't have this or I'm not enough of that or the things that attack women all the time, you know, we're not enough. We get socially conditioned that we can't lead or we can't do this or we're not pretty enough or whatever it is. If mm-hmm. we're suffering and many women are from one of those societal things or beasts, as I call them, little gremlins inside <laughs> our mind about this, that, or the other, um, then really everything we touch is suffering. We can't be the best leader we can be if we're worried about not being perfect. Or we can't be the best mom if we're worried that we're not, you know, being the mom, like the mom next door who has the da-da-da-da-da. Um, so if, or, or if we're in a relationship where we're suffering, we're not being valued or we're being abused or we're not being treated fairly or at work if we're not being paid well or all of these places that it's showing up and it's coming out now in society where women have just been often valued at a lower rate that, that creates suffering everywhere. I think everybody is impacted when a woman suffers. It's not always obvious. It's not transparent, particularly maybe to 
the male half of our species, which they're wonderful human beings. Some of them have some issues. <laughs> we won't name any names. But, um, and if we talk you know, to them, I'm sure they're going to say, oh, the women have issues too. <laughs> right. Or the women have it good. Right. And what I think I was at a, a conference for women yesterday, and one of the really amazing points is that so much of what's happening to women is based on an unconscious bias. But men mm-hmm. don't set out to be evil. I really do believe that. Some men become difficult, challenging evil because of their own history and the own things that society puts on them. But again, everybody has a choice to suffer or not. And sometimes suffering is put upon us by events that happen to us. And we still have a choice with how we manage that. I'm not saying it's easy. But again, at the core, if women are suffering, the whole world is suffering. And so right now we're seeing a world where there is a lot of suffering. We have all kinds of challenges. And I think it's really up to the women to come back to ourselves and our core and who are we authentically and say, okay, enough, no more. I'm going to step forward into my own leadership. Wow. And, you know, what you're saying is 100%, you know, accurate. And I I watch the Oprah Winfrey Network faithfully. Mm. Yeah, she's (laughs) great. And there's there's a – life coach uh, her name is Dr. Ayana Van Zant and um, oh, yeah. she has a show called Ayana Fix Your Life or Fix My Life and you know it's just amazing just sitting there watching how she's uncovering you know these deep generational patterns and you know all of the personal e- deep emotional wounds that you you know you talked about in how people may bring to the workplace or into relationships so you know, if you haven't had an opportunity to check out that show, um, she does some deep work. <laughs> yes, she does. She's awesome. And, you know, what was interesting was her and Oprah's relationship suffered. Yeah. You know, there were yeah. there, they had some personal challenges between each other for several years, and they were able to bridge that gap and heal that, which I found very powerful. Yes, yes. Trust me, uh, Oprah and Ayana Vanzant, you know, they are two people that I would love to meet, um, you know, in the future. Um, I just, oh, I'm just yeah. inspired by what they have done um, for women and, you know, just through mm-hmm. the, the emotional healing process and, you know, be a merchant of hope and a vessel to allow people to, you know, deal with their mess. <laughs> oh, I love that. A merchant of hope. I love, can I steal that? <laughs> yes, that's yes, that's my um that's what I, you know, share with people, you know, it that's what it, that's what it is. We're all merchant of hopes. That's what it is. Nice. So, as a professional woman's coach, what are some strategies that can help women learn how to work more effectively with difficult coworkers in their professional setting? Yes, well, that is a very big question, of course, um, and I could go off on a multitude of directions, but I think I'm going to try to keep it kind of skinny. And my my biggest bias as a coach is that you you must know yourself first. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, and I hope this lands right. So typically we are given the challenges that we need to face. So that difficult coworker that's out there is in some small way a reflection of something in us that we need to take on, to address, to grow, Mm -hmm. to challenge in ourselves. So we often see in others what we don't like about ourselves. So I think that first challenge is to really go deep with your own self and understand, you know, what motivates me? What do I value? How am I behaving? Where is this showing up for me? And how can I accept it, you know, from a place of openness, or compassion, or even love, and I know that's not a term that's very popular in the business world, but I use it anyway because I think it's essential. How can I show up from that place and be aligned with what's really important? And I think another piece is that after you've gotten that personal alignment, then trying to gain some insight from the other person, because I really do see that most people are also working just to get their needs met at work. Mm -hmm. Their needs might be something that I don't value or I don't appreciate, but when I look at it through that lens, it helps me to say, okay, they're being a jerk, but there's something about that that's important for them, 
And if I can understand what that is, then maybe I can give them a little more grace and not find them so difficult. Uh, so that's a piece of it. Um, the other thing would be uh, building on the, the, the things that we have in common. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think, boy, we can use this anywhere. I mean, just look at politics. It's, it's, it's working <laughs> really hard right now to be divisive when what we need to do is find the common ground. Where, where are the things that we can agree on? And there's a lot. There's always a lot. But we tend to start quickly to polarize with, oh, well, I don't agree with you on that. I don't agree. And then we go down that train. So it's looking for the areas of common ground. Where can we come together and say, yeah, that's important and that's important. So that's another piece. But there's, I mean, there's so much. I, I don't want to keep going on. But the thing with women often is, too, we get caught up in playing a perfect game. And we've got to give up perfect. Again, that's right. a piece of our cultural conditioning. We worry about being liked too much. And we have to be able to let go of that. And we also, um, when we talked earlier about intuition, we neglect to listen to our intuition. That's kind of that knowing thyself and really being able to connect with what does my internal guidance say? Like I know in the business world I should go do X, Y, and Z, but what does my intuition say? And that could show up in a very simple way like you're offered a promotion, And, of course, your ego says, ooh, promotion, they value me, more money, more responsibility, cool. But your heart says, yeah, but then you're going to give up the work you love in order to do that, to get more power, more formal power. Is that really, really what's best for you right now? So being Mm -hmm. in a situation, and I've been in that situation where I turned down a promotion to stay doing the work I love, and let me tell you, that was so hard. But I listened. I chose Mm -hmm. to listen and not be taken by the ego, which is very hard in business, very hard because it's very ego-driven. And that's not a bad thing. It's just something you need to understand and know. So I think those are a couple things that I would say. Is that Do you think that answers that? Absolutely. You know, I was going to just ask what role did the intuition play, but you did an amazing job with incorporating <laughs> that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just like you, um, Lori, all opportunities, you got to really look and see, is it aligned with your life purpose? Because sometimes you can take on a leadership role or, you know, a promotion, and it takes you completely away from what you need to be doing in that particular season. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. sharing that information. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, so and let me just add one thing, Elise. Okay. I think in the particularly women that are find themselves in a in a business situation or running their own business or running their own family, it's taking that moment to just stop and take a couple deep breaths because that's mm-hmm. what's going to reconnect you back to your own self and what's important. And you know, there's lots of labels for it, but I teach this in business. You know, stop, breathe assess what's going on or the situation or what's making you upset with this other person or the situation and then act. So I call it SBA squared. It's a little tool I I give many of my clients, stop, breathe, assess, then act. So just slow down a moment before you react. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, I know you just shared it with us, but that was my next question. What advice would you offer people who are looking to connect more with their intuition that would help them on their everyday life, on their spiritual walk, especially in business? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a, a big piece of it. And I can give you another story that, uh, oh, gosh, in, in my last corporate role, um, I realized that I was sitting more than I was moving and I was putting on weight. So I got myself one of those little and, and now they're Fitbits. It was an early, like a pedometer, early version of Fitbits. It was a, a pedometer, and I attached it to my waist. And I remember one day I had to go to a meeting, and I was very compressed in that world, very busy, pressure, 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 meeting every hour, and then, you know, three hours of work to do, and you have only three hours a day to do work because you're working a 12-hour day, and you got meetings for eight or nine. So that's the environment I was in. And I was so mad because I had to go meet someone face-to-face, which I didn't do very often. We were often on the phone because most of my clients or peers worked away from my geographic location. And so they were actually on the same campus that I was on, and I had to walk to this building to meet them. Oh, horrors, right? 
And so I was all annoyed. It's like, oh, my gosh, I've got to end my other meeting early and get cut off and get over there and get to this meeting, and then I've got to walk back. And then I I caught myself, and I went, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to get a whole bunch of steps today, and I won't (laughs) have to walk as long when I go home. Wait, this is good. And so it's really just taking that moment to stop and catch yourself and go, what am I doing? This is my goal is to be able to walk more, and I'm mad about it. This is so silly. So to just stop <laughs> and a, a look at what you're doing to yourself in your own mind and notice it and, and shift it. And I, I have to confess, I still have to do that, ladies. I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect. I don't have this all mastered and handled every moment of every day just because I'm a coach, right? right <laughs> I caught right. myself the other day. I was with a group of women at this conference, and I caught myself going down this path of kind of a little bit negative view. And I went, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm going to reframe that. I need to say that differently. So it happens. You have to, you have to pay attention. What's going on in your brain? What are you saying to yourself? Are you your own supporter or your own worst critic? So that's another way to connect is by paying attention. And the simplest ways, and I'll just, and then I'll be done is turn off your TV. Don't be, don't be paying attention to the newsfeed every day, all day from technology, from your phone, from whatever medium you're ingesting because most of that stuff that's coming to us from whatever source of media you prefer, even if it's your reading articles, I'm not saying don't be informed, but I am saying choose what you're being informed by wisely because that stuff is coming in and creating a sense of fear and a sense of hurry up or whatever that is typically not feeding your soul in a good way. So that's another thing in nature getting out in nature, which is always my biggest challenge. So I live in a city, even though it's a nice city, getting out and just reconnecting with nature, which I just was so fortunate to do on vacation. I got to go to this woods up in California, one of the, like Muir Woods, only it was a different one, a smaller one. And, oh, I was just like, this is fabulous. Who needs a phone when you've got this? <laughs> so <laughs> those kind of things can help you connect really to what's important and what's really true to you as opposed to all the all the stuff that we're ingesting from others and from not that the media is all bad they're not there's so much good about technology but the dark side is huge yeah but I, I think it goes back to you know what you said earlier about learning how to listen to your own inner voice I mean you may sit there and look at that information but you know you at some point you got to have some critical thinking skills going as well as some common mm-hmm. sense <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you would like to share with us about what you're doing to help others and be a beacon of light through your coaching practice? And, you know, how do people sign up to work with you or request you for any speaking engagements? Well, obviously they can they can reach me. Thank you for that question, Elise. They can reach me through my the two, the email or out on my website, net. But I'm also on LinkedIn. If you're more in the business world, you can find me there. just under my name, Laurie Severson. I'm on Facebook. I have an author page. I have a coach page that's just kind of brand new. I haven't really been doing much with that. I have a blog. You can contact me through the, the website. Um, you'll see out there my pricing and the kind of ways that I work with people. But I'm also really flexible. I can work with people one-on-one. I can do small group work, like I do group coaching, which is a really fun modality for people in business because it's it's a little bit uh, easier to access. It's an hour, and then they get to go apply everything that they're learning. So there's lots of ways, but I think the core for me is what I'm really up to, Elise, is um, I believe that the way women lead is their greatest strength, and the time to lead is now. We really need world-changing women getting away from this overwhelmed by busyness that is so relevant in our society today, getting away from that so they can have fulfilling careers and lives and fewer limits because those limits not only are placed on us by society and the rules, but ourselves. And we, I really help women get rid of those limits, create a simple path so they have professional and personal freedom and that license that we all need to choose our own way forward. So, those are the big things I'm up to. And I think I can't impress upon anybody listening that the time for women to lead is now. We just, doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you are leading. If you are 
you know, working in an hourly job, cleaning rooms and hotels, you are leading by the way you interact every day. It doesn't matter what you're doing and who you're leading or how you're leading, even if it's just yourself. You are a leader. And I, we need women to really step in because um, it's, it needs some assistance from what we have. And we have special things to offer. We have a different way of leading than men. And I believe, and my intuition says, women do it very effectively. And even science now has proven that when there are more women leading, things are better. Things are different. But businesses are more profitable. Companies are more collaborative. They have just all kinds of good things happen whether it's business or elsewhere. So, ladies, it's time, and you are the one. And men, <laughs> if you're leading, help those women in your life lead more effectively. Wow, that's powerful because, you know, many men, I honestly think that men do not understand the power that they have in teaching women how to lead effectively, you know, that's something that historically they have not been taught in, um, you know, hopefully that's something that will change, you know, now and over time that they can see the benefit of having a partner or, you know, uh, someone in the workplace uh, on a business level who can also help and be collaborative and the pressure is not always on, on them, you know. Mhm. Oh yeah, and that unconscious bias is alive and alive and well, and it's not just men that have the bias. I think that's an important thing for us to know. We women have yep. biases about ourselves as leaders that we need to overcome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Learning is a two-way street, Lori. I <laughs> am so glad that my intuition led me to the coffee shop where you. Bean, <laughs> because I met an amazing person, and, you know, you, your story, um, you know, everything that you do deserves to be recognized, and, you know, I, I'm just grateful for you, you know, agreeing to be on our Intuition Radio Show, so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Oh, likewise, it was a delight and a pleasure, and sometime we'll have to tell that story about how we met. <laughs> Okay, well, we have to go to break. Um, You know, they're telling me it's time for another break. This is Dr. Elise with Lori Severson. When we return, I will share with you two messages from the spirit and angels. So stay tuned. It may be the night the machines might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Do you wonder why it is important to understand our true birth identity? Do you know your spiritual gifts and talents? Do you wonder how to tap into your creative genius? Everybody has a talent in something. Through the 501c3 not-for-profit Elite Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, Minister Dr. Elise has proven to thousands through her creative meditations, intuitive readings, life coaching, books, audio CDs, mobile apps, online courses, seminars, class tours, and workbooks that by learning how to tap into your creative genius, you can manifest your dreams and heart's desires in every area of your life. With six steps to tapping into your creative genius, you will get a closer look at each step that is required to help you connect to your intuition through creativity, meditation, and mindfulness. Discover why connecting to your intuition is the solid foundation in which you need to manifest your dreams. Gain a new perspective on nature, spiritual practices, creativity, meditation, mindfulness, and how they relate to your overall born identity. It is your divine birthright to live boldly and intuitively. You are a creative genius. Connect to your intuition 
Manifest your dreams. Discover your creative genius now. You can get your copy on Amazon.com or directly from our online store at www.elisehealingcenter.com. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected two postcards from the Spirit using the Colette Baron Reed system. Let me share them with you. The first message is, Dearest you, let us ask you, are you looking for happiness outside of your everyday moment-to-moment experience, thinking you will find happiness out there someday? So many go chasing a magic it out there, but it never could be found there. So we want to share a secret that shouldn't be a secret. You are pure joy. What made you is pure joy. And every time you wake up and even when you sleep, you have joy waiting to be expressed inside of you. Joy and happiness and fullness come from doing joy, being joy, knowing it, cultivating it, enlightening it in your heart so you can share it. You must know this is when the time comes you will be fully free and your joyful being and actions will turn you into a beacon of starlight. Look within and be joyful, even for tears and loss, for they mean you have lived, really lived. Jump into it all in love every minute. We all love you like crazy over here. So, guys, you know, when that message came in, I just had a big smile on my face because, you know, it's very important that you learn that happiness is an inside job. You you cannot fill that void outside of yourself. You know, you can try, but how would that work for you? You know, it's not going to get you the satisfaction from, you know, knowing your spiritual self and really connecting with your authentic self. So, when I looked here, you know, at this message, the thought that came through was stress reduction, you know, de-stress your mind, your body, and schedule as you need to rest, recharge, and revive. You know, by doing those things, guys, you're able to make sure that you have enough time to implement some type of daily spiritual practice that will allow you to reflect that will allow you to stay in a sense of gratitude, that will allow you to experience, you know, grace and show compassion. You know, the number 99 came up, and that number is associated with compassion. The number 57 showed up, guys, and, you know, that number is typically associated with teaching and learning. So, you know, when we go through life and we experience things, it's never a one-way street. It's always a two-way street because at some point we're either teaching someone a life lesson in whether it's business, love, or, you know, family matters. You're teaching somebody something, but on the receiving end of that, you know, you're also learning a life lesson from someone else in, you know, those areas of your life. So the second message that came through from the Spirit, guys, is this. Dearest you, even though life seems now to be moving full steam ahead, it's a time to rest, allow ideas to flow through you and take root in your heart before they reach your mind. Honor this process by becoming empty to allow for inspiration and the magic of dreaming. You might feel lazy or unproductive, But we know better. Just as sleep is a way to recharge before renewal, so are you in a time for dreaming. In this powerful process of co-creation, your soul merges with spirit in a profound way so you can receive your music directly from source and play your part in the symphony of life. You are being invited to bear witness to the great creation and tune in to what others can't hear. We have so many dreams to share with you in the sacred and the invisible. Don't worry. We will wake you when it's time to return with a new dream. No need to set an alarm clock. Loving you always. So, guys, your intuition can also talk to you during your dream state as you're sleeping. You know, so, you know, if you 
have not already, you know, it may be a great idea to keep a journal by your bed because you want to write down whatever you get in your dream. So, you know, your intuition is very important to you, and you owe it to yourself. It's your divine birthright to learn how the spirit communicates to you because it, it communicates to you in many different ways. You know, some people may get information from their intuition through exercising, through writing, through meditation, through, you know, mindfulness. It could be through dreams. It just visions. It just depends on what type of relationship you have with God and how God communicates to you through you, okay? Now, something that I did see here is that many of you are experiencing deep emotional healing. Your heart is ready to heal from the past experiences, and you are willing to devote time and energy towards therapeutic care. So, you know, whatever you've been going through, guys, you know, this is the perfect season for you to release it. You know, understand that you can't change it. The only thing that you can do is really reflect from it, you know, extract the life lessons in which you had to learn and even look at some of those life blessings because nothing is truly wasted, guys. It's important that you, you know, honor your past, you know, respect it so that you can move forward, okay? If God's grace is sufficient for me, God's grace and mercy is sufficient for you. All you got to do is go within, guys. Ask God for forgiveness as well as forgiveness for others and continue to do your deep emotional healing work. If you would like to contact me, you can go to our Healing Center's website, www.elisehealingcenter.com, or find us on Facebook at Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center. You can also follow me on Instagram. We're pretty much all over the place on social media. Starting in 2019, I will be going on my Arizona Elise tour called Getting to the Truth of the Matter, and I will be in select cities, cities in, in Texas, California, Florida, as well as in Arizona. So, you know, if you would like to have your in-person intuitive reading with me, then please go ahead and email us at support at com, or you can register on Eventbrite and just look for the Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center events and go ahead and book your ticket for your in-person reading. You can also check out my digital video series on YouTube for everything intuitive. That YouTube channel is Arizona Elise. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you can stay updated. And I also have a second YouTube channel called Astro Elise for everything astrological. So if you're into looking at your life from an astrological perspective, then, you know, that's the YouTube channel for you, Astro Elise. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. If you have any life questions, then send them to AskDrElise at gmail.com, and I will answer them via video response on our Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center YouTube channel. I want to thank Lori for being our special guest. Please join me every third Wednesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next month on the Elise Intuition Radio Show, we will have another special guest. And this is another episode that you do not want to miss, guys. Stay tuned. If this message has brought value to you, you know, please share it out. Let other people know about this episode. Subscribe to our radio show so that you don't miss an episode. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent.
You've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit EliseHealingCenter.com. That's EliseHealingCenter.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.